Welcome to the Exploring Healing Arts podcast, your go-to source for learning about different healing techniques and meeting exceptional healing arts practitioners from around the globe. Together, we explore where the physical meets the subtle, the possibilities that exist for healing, and a diverse array of methods to try, from acupuncture to yin yoga and Reiki to family constellation therapy. My name is Elizabeth Alexander. I am the creator and curator behind this podcast, a Reiki master and energy healing practitioner. This podcast is something I have dreamed of for many, many moons, and my intention is to birth the resource I wish I had had at the start of my own healing arts journey over a decade ago. Whether you are just getting started on your own journey or you are intentionally diving deeper into a healing arts practice, this podcast is the place for you. You will hear inspiring stories, get real life practical tips, and connect with exceptional practitioners and teachers from around the world. No two paths in healing are the same, but that does not mean you need to be alone. Join us to explore and experience healing together. Hello, everyone. In this episode, we are going to be talking about igniting your intuition with a special guest and esteemed colleague, Gina Nicole Ballard. Gina, she, her, is a feng shui consultant and subtle energy medicine practitioner. She's devoted to empowering others to embody their true potential. Gina encourages empathic people to orient their minds, bodies, and spirits and their homes to align with higher frequencies and make impeccably clear, intuitive decisions. She is an energy codes coach devoted to working in a place of integrity and provides mentorship using tools such as feng shui, moon cycles, tarot, and oracle and numerology. Welcome, Gina. That is like quite the list of things. Like hearing it back, I'm like, geez, thank you. Yeah, of course. I feel like you are so many wonderful things. And I know every time we interact, I always appreciate just how much joy you emit and how much color you always infuse into Mm. your projects. Um, So we're really just so excited to have you. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is really fun. And I am just like, it feels so good that you're doing this. Just yeah, it just is so aligned. It feels so good. Yeah, yay. (laughs) So Jean and I originally met through Cindy Dale's apprenticeship program. And I think it was back in around 2019. Does that sound right, Gina? It was pre pandemic for sure. It was 2018, 2019, somewhere in there. I, we lost some years, but yeah, I think it was, yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah. And so we had both completed two years of online apprenticeships through Cindy Dale. And then we had the pleasure of taking even more classes together in person while completing the energy medicine certificate program with Cindy at Normandale Community College in Minnesota. We each flew to Minnesota every month for seven months. <laughs> and so Gina, I think it's safe to say, just like your bio attests to, we both love learning and expanding our skills. <laughs> For sure. (laughs) Probably too much. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I really loved learning from Gina actually happened this year. So we did, you did the moon cycles course. So you have a book and you also had this workshop that you hosted at the beginning of the Lunar New Year. And it was like so aligned at the beginning of this year. I was like, I want to cycle my work and cycle my life with the lunar calendar this year. I want to give it a go. And so Gina hosted this workshop and taught us all about doing that. She has this amazing book that can guide you through the process of doing it. Can you tell us a little bit, Gina, about how you work with the moon cycles and how that came into your world? Yeah. So it all really prompted when I found out that I was moon sensitive and realized, you know, I started to really make these connections around how my body felt and what my body was doing. I also have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, which has been a part of my healing journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with that, because there is a link between moon cycles and um, for those that have a cycle, their cycle. Um, and that's always a thing. It's like, what trumps the moon cycle or your body? And we just have to intuitively lean into it. Um, so when I started to realize the success that can happen when you align 
not only with the moon cycles, but then have your body with the moon cycle in all of the ways, the ways that we eat, the ways that we move, the ways that we connect with people. You know, it's like we have these really, really dark, feminine, intuitive, sort of um, introverted times. And then we have these more masculine, young, loud, connecting times. And we ignore them, right? It's like, it's just so easy to ignore. But when I really started to align with that, I was like, this is, there's not only something to this, this is foolproof success path. <laughs> like, why has it taken me so long to do this? You know, and it really, <laughs> so that's the way that I, it kind of landed for me was really recognizing, you know, first understanding how my body was really sensitive to all of the cycles and start tracking that and then starting to align with the actual cycle. And like the moon cycle memoirs that I have that you were speaking to, it's really just a journal that helps to account for, you know, you set a a new moon intention and the way that it works, it's a six month cycle, right? So um, like we're at, well, where we're at now may not be relevant, but like we are, we are at, as we are currently filming and recording, we are at a full moon. Mm -hmm. And so what happened six months prior to this full moon really links to the new moon that happened six months prior, the intentions that we set that is all transpiring now. (laughs) It's all, you know, kind of coming to fruition. And it's really amazing. Like people are always like mind blown. They're like, I can't believe I hear that so much. I can't believe that six months ago, this was happening. And now this is happening. I'm like, yeah, but that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) And on the mysticism of it, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really excited because the next so we're recording this in June 2022, it'll be coming out in the fall, the next moon cycle is six months since I've started doing the work that you've coached me through. So I'm really, really excited to see, you know, from February in the Lunar New Year to what's transpiring here towards mid and summer. And I'm just excited to see, like you said, the science of working with the cycles, the art of working with the cycles and how we can bring our body and our being into balance with that. What what happens if you pay attention to it? <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, it really is foolproof. And it's not just like this wooey, esoteric thing. I mean, you think about how many times we hear the hospitals go crazy at the full moon. Like, you know, your our everyday things. Like it, it there is a thing to it. Like there is a definite subtle energy movement that happens with the moon and with the sun, but as a deeply intuitive <laughs> connected person, I, I tend to lean more towards the moon. Introverts, moon people, extroverts, sun people. Right. Ooh. So yeah, there's yeah, there's a it's undeniable. It's undeniable. It's foolproof. I love that. So you talked about like when you started discovering that you were moon sensitive, this is something that you shifted towards working with. How would someone, you know, you know that they're moon sensitive. You said if you're introverted, you may be more moon sensitive. Are there other signs or signals that people could look out for if they think they might be moon sensitive or they're not sure? (laughs) Yeah, I actually wrote an article. I write a lot and I wrote, um, I write a lot for Elephant Journal. I love that it's such a mindful community. And so I have an article there that actually gives a whole bunch of symptoms of being moon sensitive. And I'm happy to share that with you. But I think The biggest teller is if you just start to pay attention, if we can pay attention and start tracking, that's the best way to know, like, you know, kind of watch the phases and start tracking. I have one client in particular that I'm thinking of, and it never fails, like all of the time at a certain moon phase, she's like, my body's retaining water. What is happening with, I'm like, but this happens. We know that this happens. We have to release this idea. Like we know that this happens. So when you start really paying attention, and I think just because that that's the way that it is. Like you can certainly retain water at certain, and you think about the, you know, I always say to remember wax on or in and wane off. And so, you know, a lot of times for people, we can gain and hold during the waxing um, because it's coming in and on our body and we freak out. So like, that's one thing we can be really, really tired at the new moon, especially if we're trying to push ourselves and you really go against that, then we can be really fatigued. So there's, I'll share that article with you and you can add 
if you want. Yeah, we will be putting that in the uh, show notes. So anybody that wants to access that article that Gina wrote for Elephant Journal, and I would highly encourage you that is not the only article she's written. There are tons of amazing articles on there. Whenever she posts them on Instagram, I run over and check them out. So definitely give her articles a read through. You give so much great information out, Gina. I really just appreciate you. Yeah, for doing that. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I do. I love to write and I love to share. I mean, it's all what I needed when I was first starting and didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here to create. That's what this podcast is about. I was like, I needed community. And, you know, through the Cindy Dale apprenticeship course, I found it and I got to connect with people like you. And that has been, you know, so instrumental. You also, you know, speaking to both community and teaching, you also have a container that embody one. Would you call it, is it like spiritual entrepreneurship, spiritual mentorship? How would you describe the embody one container? Yeah. So it's really, it's community. It's, you know, it's a community like no other. It's very small. I know each person in there, you know, individually, some have been with me for a really long time. I make sure to really connect with each person and I have three levels of it and every level is devoted to sort of a different goal, if you will. So there's Embody One, which is the main membership. And we have, of course, at the new moon and at the full moon, we have group calls (laughs) so that really easily with the moon. I set it up so that it's like, this is all you have to do. Just listen, just focus, just speak it, just, you know, whatever it is. So we align there and hold each other accountable for that. And then we have a group clearing with another practitioner. We have a resident astrologer that's in there. So there's lots of information and that level one is really devoted to embodying who you are. And embody, embody one, embody is actually an acronym. So like E is for energetic hygiene, M is for mindset, B is for beautiful body, you know, so like every letter in the Mm. word is an focus on. Yeah. So there's that, you know, kind of foundational level. And then there's embody one-on-one, which is you work with me one-on-one. And then we have embody mastery, which is actually more of like business-minded, spiritual entrepreneurs, um, energy healers. But there's also a lot of counselors in there, actually. We have an attorney in there right now. Like there's, you know, there's all walks of life that come into mastery and it's really people who are devoted to service. So there's kind of something there for everyone. I love that. So can you walk us through, because I know you haven't always been offering Embody One or the mastery levels or anything. You've had your own journey to getting where you are today. And I know it started, you know, at one point in your career, you were a flight attendant. At our point, we met when we were taking energy medicine courses together. And now here you are with these beautiful containers and this beautiful community to help support, you know, other people on their path. What has your path looked like in getting here? An S show. <laughs> messy, messy, like crayon box with melted crayons, paper gone. Like it was an S show. And I think it's so perfectly messy. You know, like as I mentioned earlier, I uh, had PCOS and that was really, there was nothing that I could do. And I really think, and I honor and I love what conventional medicine can do for us. But at that time, it, it just didn't do anything for me. Nothing was working. And it actually wasn't until I was working with an acupuncturist and um, I realized my sensitivities to my environment that I was like, something's really off. And I met a feng shui practitioner who became mm-hmm. a really amazing teacher for me. And it kind of started there. So feng shui was my initial kind of, you know, entry point. I have an art. I shared an article on that too. <laughs> but that was my initial entry point. And she's found all these things. She's like, you know, no wonder you're not healing. You have white sheets, which in you know a lot of different subtle energy medicine techniques, we cover dead energy with white sheets. And it's like, mm. okay, well, you have white sheets. You have this thing pointing at your bed. You have a cactus in your health area. You have, the, I'm like, ha, ah, you know, so it's <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. So it was amazing because I made these changes and I really did start to heal. And, you know, people in my life are like, whatever, great. If it's working for you, it's working. It's probably a placebo effect. Is it in your head? I'm like, I don't know, but it is working. So that just completely took me down this path. I mean, I was in an amazing pain job for a really, you know, lovely woman. It was a great community, but it was draining me. It really was draining me. And so I took a leap. I took a huge pay cut, a huge pay cut, like probably 100K a year. Wow. And moved to um, this really, really basic job in San Francisco at the community, at a, um, it wasn't a community college. I'm sorry, it was the um, ACIM. 
College of Acupuncture, Chinese medicine. And I took a job in uh, working as an admin for very little money. And I could get acupuncture and I could study feng shui. And then from that, when I felt ready to move on, I used feng shui to manifest my next big gig, which at the time I was like, you know, I have this thing in life where I'm always about like following fear and following fear and fear tells you to take action. So follow the fear. And I love acronyms. So my acronym for fear is forgetting everything angels represent. So I followed my fear. I was really afraid to fly. So I did a feng shui remedy for some sort of career in flying. And then I got a job with Virgin. (laughs) Really odd. And um, it was really, it was quite amazing because it was exact career that I needed to, you know, continue my healing journey and also start to learn more. Because when you fly as a flight attendant, I could work half the month. And then the other half the month, I started to do, you know, all of the things, all of the things. And that turned into other people noticing my shifts and noticing my healing. And then they're wanting all of the things. And then from there, I used, you know, the subtle energy arts to kind of help create um, eventually my husband. Isn't that interesting? My husband, um, his mom was initially a client. So odd. Feng <laughs> shui client. And, you know, so she kind of set us up. So it just, it, it just kept taking off, literally, like that. I mean, that was just the journey. It was like, what is the next thing? What is the next thing that I need? And what I have always found 100% of the time, what I'm helping people with, I have just been through. Yep. Or sometimes even it's up, right? So, you know, this whole, and that can really create this sort of like imposter syndrome thing that happens. It's like, oh my gosh, well, who am I? And what, but I just kept surrendering to spirit and I just kept saying, if I could just help one person today, I still say that. How can I help one person today? How can I help one person today? And I just, kept doing that. And eventually there was more than one person a day that needed help. Mm. And that's the community built, you know, that's how the community really grew. That's beautiful. And now it's flourishing. I mean, you've been, you've been running it for several years now, right? That's so funny because flourish was the first name of my, that was my first business name. Flourish <laughs> Feng Shui. That is really funny. (laughs) 10 plus years. Well, if you, I'm kind of seven years self employed, almost eight years really self employed, but you know, have been studying through so long. And I think it's been about, I want to say 10 years, but I forget we're we're in 2022. So it's really been like 12 years that I, you know, since I've received like a payment for helping someone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of like listening to your intuition along that journey, you spoke to fear. Can you remind me of the acronym that you use for that again? Yeah. So fear, forgetting everything angels represent and faith, finding angels in the heart. So going against fear and leaping, you know, and I I did start, it, it was feng shui and then angels. So that was like the journey. So angels are a big part of who I am and what I do. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. very supportive of you. I love that. So on this journey, like if someone is just starting out, you know, and your 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 advice, it sounds like, is one to like lean into that fear is would be part of it. Like what are other things, like other pivotal points in your career or on your path that helped you learn to listen to your intuition? How did you develop that skill set that you now have been practicing for over a decade? Yeah, such a great question. And it makes me giggle at myself because, I, and I don't remember the exact saying, you may even know, but it's like, if you don't want something to happen, just give it to God, like tell God, and then God will make it happen. Like if you, right? So it's interesting because I remember when I first kind of started to dig in, it was like feng shui. And I was really, you know, there's a whole other part of this journey that like where the root of the PCOS, like, cause of that came from it. And that was, you know, really difficult as that root kind of surfaced and I had to go deeper in to the root. And it was like, oh my gosh, it took, you know, that ties into like, I was raised Catholic. I still really honor my Catholic upbringing, but there was a lot of fear. You know, don't ever tell anybody that you see angels. That's not okay. Don't ever, like people will think, no, you can't do that. That, 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 you know, so I was like, oh my gosh. So it was interesting because around the time that I was healing, I did start to actually physically with my eyes see angels, see mm-hmm. spirit. 
and it scared the head out of me. Like I was so scared because I was like, it's, I, I just was scared. It didn't, that the upbringing, right. Of like, that is so not okay. You can't do that. Don't ever tell anybody. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to tell anybody. I'm just not going to tell anybody. And it was interesting because I remember being for one of the first times it feng shui was safe, right? It was kind of safe. Like it's design, it's interior decorate, like it's safe. You can play it off as not being like, you know, out there (laughs) and crazy and like all this psychic wooey stuff. So feng shui was really safe. So I remember being in a feng shui consult and I kid you not, like I got the, the couple really, they had this mattress that they wanted to hang on to. And I remember getting this clear vision of a mattress being thrown off of the truck and in full figure, I had this Archangel Michael, and I see the angels as a collective, not one angel. I see them as a collective of energy. So I had this Archangel Michael presence appear in the house. I'm in the home of the people. And I clearly hear, and I'm seeing this figure that was like, I threw the mattress off the truck. I did not help. I threw the mattress off the truck. So I just say it, right? I just say it. And they said, no, that when we were bringing this mattress home, because the mattress was in mattresses and relationships and feng shui, don't hang on to an old mattress. But the the mattress was coming from an old relationship into these people's home. And what he the, the mattress fell off the truck. And this man in real life by the name of Mike or Michael came and helped them put the mattress back on the truck. And it was a struggle to get the mattress on the truck. So these people were under the impression that Michael helped, Archangel Michael helped to get the mattress here. So it must be okay. And I was like, no, it was quite opposite. He was trying to get the mattress off the truck. It was a struggle to get it back on. And they they, they were like, how do you know that the mattress fell off the truck? You know, it was just, it was kind of a really scary moment for me because it was the first time that I actually trusted. And I was like, oh my, I'm just going to say what I'm getting. I'm like, this is so weird. And they were like, how do you know the mattress? Like, what? <laughs> what is going on? And I just had to say, I was like, oh God, you know, I was so afraid. And I, I finally just said it and I explained and it was just done. And I, and then from there, I was like, okay, that wasn't so scary. It was, but it was okay. And just, you know, getting out of your comfort zone a little bit every time. And now I don't even need to, you know, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to, it's like, yep, this is just what happens. And if people ask, they ask. And I don't, you know, my husband's always really curious. Like if we're at a social event and somebody asks me who I am and what I do, he's always like, how, how is she going to answer? <laughs> These people, you know, but that was a huge turning point for me and a huge lesson and just be who you need to be. Just be who you need to be. Don't. Mm-hmm. Surrender to the moment. This is what's presenting. Go with it. Don't try to hide what's happening. Just go with it. You know, so it was a really, it was a good lesson for me. I love that. So I too was raised in the Catholic church and I feel like I've been going through and continuing to do a fair amount of deconditioning around that. And I love that you just started listening to yourself and honoring like the truth of what was coming through for you. How did like community play a role in supporting you through that or did it or did it not? Like, did you find spaces that felt affirming to be in? How did you discern like which spaces and which community worked for you? You know, it's, I love that question so much. And that's why I love what you're doing so much because I didn't have one. Mm. I had a mentor who didn't really have a whole lot of time. And, you know, it wasn't available. So that's why, like in my membership, I offer a level where you can have like boxer support and email support because I didn't have that. I I needed it. I craved it. I could see if I would have had that, I would have felt so much more comfortable to be me. I didn't have that. So that is why, you know, I think I leaned into wanting to create it and wanting to, you know, and, and maybe it wasn't even a want, but just following that need following that desire because I didn't have it. And it, and then when I started to finally have it, you know, it's easier. Things move forward. But I have to say, I'm also really grateful and humbled and appreciative that I did have such an adverse experience with some people in the church, because if I hadn't have had that, I probably would have been like, oh yeah, this is really good. And I'm, and I'm not at all against the church. Like I still really love my Catholic upbringing and I honor a lot of the traditions. But if I didn't feel that adversity, I would have never, I would have never, I would have been like, oh yeah, okay. (laughs) It's it's fine. Like, so I really, I honor that I had to feel it, but I think 
Yeah, so that's why I love what you're doing so much because there's not a lot out there for people, you know. And these days, like what we're really needing is connection and people and, you know, not like these big things and these, I mean, those are really good too, but people need people. And I didn't have that. I didn't. So it did play a role that helped to kind of like, you know, guide me, but not one that was desirable. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It was really lonely, you know, and I think you and I haven't even talked about that. It's still a craving point. It still is. Yeah. I remember a friend had given me a Cindy Dale's book, The Subtle Body. Gosh, when I was in college, so like 12 years ago. And I remember just getting that book and being like, people write about this stuff. <laughs> like, I was like, this is what I want to learn. Like, I, this is like intuitively want to go here, but I didn't think it was allowed. And like, here is like a published book that's on like top seller lists and like, wow, you know. And then to get to actually be in the container that we were in and get to share experiences with each other and have vocabulary around it, that for me was so affirming. That was one of the first times I felt like I could just exhale and be like, okay, I'm not the only one that feels this subtle energy. There are other people here who are affirming it. There are other people who are picking up on it and adding their own two cents. And it's was so cool to see how we can all like tune into something and people bring different pieces of it together, but it all collectively supports or adds up to the same experience. Like I I really, I loved that. (laughs) Amazing. I mean, that is subtle energy at its best, right? It's like we are a total collective and we collect based on frequency. I mean, it is just, and it was so beautiful. I just have so much appreciation for that space that she held. You know, that was, yeah, something that I'll always really appreciate in my heart. Like that's pre-COVID days, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really interested in speaking to, because you know me, I've come from the fitness world. I also come from the subtle energy world and I'm really interested in the intersection of them. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like, how would you explain subtle energy First, and then my second question is like, how would you explain like the interrelatedness of physical and subtle energy? And like, what are some of the ways that that is manifested in your life? Oh, I love this question so much. So I always take a mind, body, spirit and home approach. I think that there is a fourth thing then we forget about the home so much. And for me, the home ties them both together because your body is your mind. So when things kind of, you know, when you're going through something in your mind, it eventually will show up in your body, right? In that subtle energy at play. And the home really ties in that um, the physical and subtle effects, physical energy being, you know, what me and you, like we can feel our skin, we could feel, and then subtle energy is exactly what brought us together. Right? It's like that same frequency and where we vibrate. And I really love, I love power versus force. I'm sure you've read that, right? No, I haven't. No. What is this? Oh, David Hawkins. It's like the chart, like the emotional frequency and then where we, like the frequency of emotions and then where you are on the frequency emotions and how you attract those people around you. And even what we're doing, one of my favorite things in that book is there's a um, chart that actually shows you if you are vibrant, he lists, you really got, I'm going to send you the link. He shows you, you know, like if you are at like, say a level you know, 500, I think he says, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm not remembering off of from memory. But if you vibrate at a frequency that is love or is like a frequency of 500, which is the emotion of love, you are counterbalancing for X amount of people in the world that are vibrating at a frequency of 90. Like it's like 900 people or something amazing. That is subtle energy at play. You know, that interconnectedness that we that maybe we don't know exactly what's going on, but we've all can feel it when somebody walks in a room and you don't know, it's like, eh, somebody's there, right? And so what I love about feng shui in the home is it really ties it together because you have your physical home and then you, I actually wrote, I self-published another little book. I don't ever, I don't publish, I mean, I self-publish these little things called House Speak that goes through how each thing in your home speaks to you, right? So that is 
subtle energy. It's like if, you know, doors, for example, are opportunities. And if you have a door that's breaking, it might be because the subtle energy in your life is trying to tell you, well, you're not, you know, you're closing off to your opportunities. Or if your windows are dirty, I would guess that you probably have really like something communication-wise going on with your kids. So clean your windows and then it, it affects your kids. And it does work. And that, like my story that I was saying at the beginning, how I was not healing. I wasn't healing. And it's not because of this thing that's happened. It's because of the subtle energy connection of this thing in my mind and my body and spirit. That's sort of how I see it. And that's why I love feng shui so much. It's like our our homes are actionable vision boards. So, you know, they really help to remind us and just activate and put things into play. Um, and I know I just totally went off like this, like wrote like a, a pathway on a road, like a swirly road to answer that. But it's like, that is how... I see it. It's like these, you know, like something can happen. And it, we, you could not make it up if you tried. That's <laughs> you couldn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so uh-huh. many times, like a member will email me and be like, hey, can you look up like the washing machine? I don't have, you know, what is the washing machine? And, you're, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's a, no way. Like, uh, okay, I knew it. I'm going to have to change the thing. You cannot make it up if you tried. You really couldn't. I actually have a funny washing machine story. <laughs> washing machine and dryer were broken at my actually it was the dryer the dryer was broken at my house and it was like in the garage which was the love and relationships corner of the house and i was renting it just hadn't been attended to by the landlords for a few weeks and at the time i was single the repairman came out on a friday morning i didn't even know it had been repaired i went to the grocery store like an hour or two after the heat came back on in the dryer in the love and relationship section. I was followed around the store and asked out by three people. <laughs> like, like I was like, I couldn't make that up. And I, I was like, what? Like, is it the pants I'm wearing? Like, what am I doing differently? And I went home and they were like, oh, the repair man, the repair person came. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, I can't make this up. <laughs> you, hearing that story, you can't make it up if you try. And that's, that is undeniable. And that's not just, you know, you call it synchronistic, but that is subtle energy at play. It's, you know, and when you really start bringing awareness to it, it's like, yeah, this is, why would we not all live like this? Like, it doesn't have to be madness. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, I got to do, you know, it's like, no, just find a balance, find a balance between the two worlds, but acknowledge it because if you don't acknowledge it, you just have more pain and you just keep suffering for no, no reason. Can you repeat your statement? The home is like a live vision board or something that you said like that? Because that like, whoosh. Yeah, your home is an actionable vision board. It is. It's a live vision board. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I said, but it, it is. It's a live vision board. It's an actionable vision board. It's our opportunity where we get to raise our vibration. And the thing about what is happening externally, it's like what is happening externally is going on internally, right? So like with your washing machine, there was a purification that was happening with your mindset, with your cells, maybe with your timeline, maybe with your ancestors, we don't know. But there, there was this purification, the washing, there was a purification that was going on. And then it corrected, it used that outlet to move through, right? But you could also look at that and say, if I'm constantly frustrated with my washing machine in my relationship sector of the home, and I'm constantly, it's like, well, well, what is that activating for me? It's just going to keep activating the frustration in relationships. It's kind of like that, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? And I'm not, I actually wrote an article about vision boards too. I'm not like a total believer in them. I think they're amazing, but I also think there's a really important piece that's missing, which is the feeling state because just posted a bunch of things on a piece of it. And our feelings are so connected to our homes typically right? Because we all have a need to feel safe and that happens in the home. So I could go on forever about that. Yeah. I mean, I have so many questions too. I'm just thinking about like creating subtle shifts in the body and then getting physical shifts in the home. And then also what you're saying, creating physical shifts within the home environment and the space, like you might do using like a feng shui cure or something. And that generates a subtle shift in the body. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Yes. And in the mind. So I'd also be really curious because every sector in the Bagua map is also linked to a body part and mm-hmm. relationship is linked to the tummy. So I no wonder way. what was <laughs> You know, what Inflammation in the gut. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. So it's all interconnected. It's all interconnected. And there's, if you, if for anybody listening or even, you know, it'd be fun for you and I to stay accountable. Yeah. One of the things that I love in feng shui, well, there's three, three centers that we can all pay attention to. It's our bed to make sure nothing's under it, not shoved up against the wall. You know, good can we make our bed? We take care of it. The front door, because that's the mouth of the chi, it's incoming energy and actually the very, very center of our home because that's where all the other places receive energy. And when you go to the front door, when you walk into the front door, that is known as the first sight rule. So for me, that's like the most actionable vision board place. Okay. And so what you see when you walk through your front door is where, you know, that's where, where energy is also walking through. It's what everybody sees. And people say, well, I don't go through my front door. I go through my garage. It does not matter. doesn't matter. So pay attention to what you first see, where your eye goes when you walk through your front door. And that is what you are reaffirming and affirming over and over again in your mind. And just pay attention. Like, am I seeing a lonely lady? Am I seeing, you know, I don't know, a candle that's burnt out? Am I seeing an old something? Or am I seeing something that is super empowering and uh, inspirational by someone that, you know, maybe created it that just you really admire that person and you did so really pay attention to this thing so first thing when you walk through your front door um to play with that that's your that's the the true visionary space i mean it all is but um it's a really empowering spot to work in our homes i love that and that's actionable that's something you could turn the podcast off go home walk in the front door and start paying attention to what you see and shifting as needed yeah start doing it so tell us, I know a little bit about the Bagua map, but just from, you know, feng shui learning, but can you, for people that don't know anything about it, what is the Bagua map? Yeah. So there's lots of different feng shui forms. And I studied under Professor Edgar Sung in San Francisco. He was a direct descendant of Professor Lin Yan who brought it here. And it stands for <laughs> not to be, it's, it's not associated with religion. So I always like chuckle when I say this, but it's um, <laughs> black sect tantric Buddhism is what, but it's just BTB feng shui. And what that means is we use a bagua map instead of a compass and I, it's easier for me and it worked for me. So it's a grid and traditionally it's actually like a octagon like shape, but it's just a grid that is laid over your home and it's divided into nine areas. It looks like a tic-tac-toe grid. So it starts at the floor and then you stretch it over your home. And each area is associated with a different area of your life. It's associated with a different element. You could really go down a rabbit hole. (laughs) It's like, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Like it's, and that was one of my goals you know, um, in the, the several years that I have been practicing is I really wanted to make it easy for people and to give them like a playbook. That was one of the like, goals that I that I have really worked towards. And I finally made it happen last year because it could be there's just so many layers and you can go down a rabbit hole. But the Bagua map helps you. It's like, OK, you want to work on career? Go to this spot. You want to work on wealth, health, family, knowledge, cultivation, fame, reputation, travel, helpful people, you know, you could just children, relationships. So it's all divided into into different areas. And then you work on that area. That's awesome. Yeah, super helpful. And then they also connect to body parts. Yeah. So I'm, you know, me, the fitness person in me is curious. This is the first time that anyone has ever shared that information. So can you talk a little bit more about how the body parts are? It sounds like there's one body part for each tic-tac-toe part of the grid. Is that correct? Yeah. And so you're creating a shift in one of those sections of the grid. It can have implications on that body part. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Yep. So like relationships is tummy and then your, you know, your wealth and prosperity, which is back left is your, your uh, glutes, your butt, your legs, and then Power. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, which is also root chakra, earth star chakra, right? So we can yeah. really start. Then you have your back middle is going to be your heart and eyes. So you t- you know, your heart chakra, your third eye, and then um, your health and family, which is middle left, that's feet. And it's also liver. And I, I find that it's such an important one because how many of us have anger, you know? So that one's really important because liver holds anger. And then your, if you walk into your home, 
and maybe you walk it. And by the way, it doesn't matter where your door is on the line. It's always representative of career. But when you walk into your home, the bottom left corner is hands, giving and receiving, boundaries, it's self-cultivation and knowledge. And then bottom center is ears, ear chakras. And then bottom right, which is helpful people and travel and um, head. So if you're, you know, I think like mindset, but anything going on in the head, sinuses or anything, you know, happening there. And then middle right is one of my favorites. I'm all about, uh, it's children and creativity and I love to create and I'm all about breath and lungs. I had asthma. So that's um, lungs and mouth. And then we said stomach. Yeah. And then the center is um, the yin and yang you know, kind of where we bring it all together. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty, it's pretty powerful. Wow. It's really cool. I just love how interconnected all of these systems are. And that like, you know, I guess my hope is for that the listeners is that they intuit what's going to be the most helpful for them and then apply these different things that you're, you know, these different tools so that they are useful, you know, for their purpose, for their being. Absolutely. Yeah. And use it both ways, right? Because I've had like, for example, yesterday I had someone contact me and they're like, okay, I have hemorrhoids. What is going on? And I'm like, go to the legs and butt area. What's happening there? And sure enough, there was like three broken things, a cracked window. I'm like, okay, we got to clear this up. And then it can be the other way where it's like something's just not going on. It's not going on right in my body. It's not like something's not happening in my body. What is going on? And then I'm like, what's happening in your house? Is anything broken in your house? Is anything kind of off in your house? And there's always something that we can find. Well, this is bugging me or this is, I call them snags. Look for your snags. And then we can use a different, we can use role reverse, you know, we can reverse it, reverse the information, if that makes sense. So it can work both ways. There's no right way to do it. So I love that reminder of just into it, into it. Yeah, I could see myself going down a big rabbit hole after this episode. <laughs> so much good yeah. information. <laughs> Can you imagine my poor husband? He's always like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So a couple of questions for you. Like how, you know, speaking of rabbit holes, and there's so many different ways to go, so many different layers, so much information. How do you stay grounded, like in your spiritual practices? Like how do you keep yourself in balance? You know, obviously, we've got subtle energy, we've got physical energy, and they interplay. But how do you find balancing? What does that look like for you? I really like that. I am, you know, root chakra work was definitely it it was it was needed. And so I found, you know, like doing Cindy's class, really learning about the root chakra, um, learning about the earth star. That was, you know, it was really, really helpful for me to do my own subtle energy pathway. And there was so many different tools. And one of the things that I learned, you know, it took me several years to learn is I, you know, I was like, okay, I used to get up, I meditate 45 minutes and I do this and I do this and I do this. And actually that was like really keeping me ungrounded. Like, Mm -hmm. Having this regimented spiritual schedule that I thought had to be blah, 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 it was really keeping me ungrounded. So I have my touchstones, like I have my habits that I are positive habits that I really love, and then I kind of like intermix them. I have a few things that I do, you know, every morning. I'm really big on magnesium. I think that's really important. I'm really big on that, not magnesium for, um, you know, our gut, but magnesium for our nervous system. I do that every morning. I do my magnesium with my electrolytes. It's the first thing that goes in my body. I do um, some breath work. And you know what? It might be one minute if that's all I have, because trying to put in more time and wake up, that's just going to unground me. You know, so those are kind of like my touchstones. And I actually love gua sha, like (laughs) your Phase, like moving the, so I love that that tends to be a touchstone habit that just sort of like starts my you know starts my morning and then I've really found that just being with my dogs like feet on the grass throwing the ball in the morning like with my water and just giving thanks to the sun sun gazing you know there's just like small little things um, and then of course I have you know I love the Epsom salt baths we I have a sauna that you know so I love going into my sauna I lo- but I don't I'm not so regimented. And that was something that took me a long time to learn was that I needed to be more flexible with this routine that I thought I had to do all these things, right? When you're first, it's like, well, you got to meditate, you got to do that, and you got to sit for this long, and you can't open your eyes, and you got to, it's like, totally. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think just in watching my thoughts and let you know, it's it's coming back to the basics and just like really asking my body, what do I need? Yeah, and then I love to actually put all of the different things in a. We're, we're big on picking things. We read a quote every day and we pick angel cards mm-hmm. in the morning. And I like to pick things, you know, like, I don't know what to do today. What am I going to pick? And I pick something that will help me to kind of start my day. But yeah, it's interesting because it was pretty, it's trying to do all the things was counterintuitive, trying to ground that didn't work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had to listen and big on nervous system reset too. So those are, yeah, minerals, magnesium, nervous system support. So I feel like too, kind of with, you know, I love your touchstones and it's like you've developed all these different skills, you know, all these different tools and now you intuit which ones are best for you. I find sometimes and definitely in my path, like the more regimented we are, I feel like I'm not necessarily like integrating as much. I'm not like learning how to like intuit when it's appropriate or not for me. What does integration look like for you? Because I know you help a lot of healers and you are an empath, but we all also have our own healing journeys too. So how do you like, how do you integrate? Oh, that's such a good, you have such good questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's, I have always had a mentor. I don't ever, like, I love to, you know, I do love to learn. And I'm like, right now I'm in sort of some different training around trauma and things like that. But then I have a mentor and you know, I I love my therapist. I am a big believer in therapy. Um, I have some old sexual abuse trauma that I work through and I am a big believer in therapy as well. So I have her, you know, in that really like community my people, finding my people, coming together and having the space to process with one another. I think that that really is important for integration. And I think it's important to always, in my experience and on my journey, it is important to always have people. (laughs) You know, it's important to have mentors because they will help you to understand how they have integrated. And it always changes. It always moves and shifts. And so it's really just, um, you know, I do ask that a lot. Those are, those tend to be my two questions. How can I help one person today? And what is my body needing today? Mm -hmm. And really honestly listening to that, like unapologetically giving myself those answers, um, whatever they are. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to move into rapid fire questions now. Okay. You ready? So I've got yeah. five questions and I just want you first thing, first couple words that come to mind. Okay. So Fine. what is your human design? I am a generator. generator. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite place in nature to be in? I love the ocean. I love specifically Puerto Vallarta. Mm, I used to go there all the time as a kid. That's so fun. <laughs> my favorite. It is my favorite. It is yeah. so special. That's in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for our global yes. listeners. If you haven't been to Mexico, it's on the Pacific side. Beautiful mountains, beach. Awesome. What is your beverage of choice right now? I really do love water with electrolytes. Like it's a wet. I love Ultima electrolytes. Like I, my heart, it just, yeah, it is. That's that and tea. Love that. Um, what is your top tip? Your number one tip for good energy hygiene? To have an energetic hygiene specialist, which like in the ethers, so that you don't feel like you have to do it alone. This step, like an, an like ask, ask. You know, and that might sound weird, but we, we're not, we don't have to always into it. We can have helpers. That is that. Yeah. Number one. I love that. Find somebody else to support you with it. <laughs> In the ethers. Like spirit, you know, like yeah. identify and connect with that energetic hygiene, spiritual helper to, and the back of the neck is really important too. That would be my, you only asked for one, but that's, yeah. yeah Those are two. You got an extra one. Yay. <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> and then our last question, and this is probably going to be more than one word, but just first thing that comes to mind, how would you define healing? Oh, to keep this short is to understand that no one can drain you and there's nothing that happens to you. It all happens for us to recognize that 
to work with that and then show other people how you do that. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you. So I know, Gina, you offer, like we've talked about, Embody One. You've got the Moon Cycle Memoir book. I have your Feng Shui cards. You have so many amazing offerings. Where can people find you and how can they connect with you? Yeah. So my website is GinaNicole.net and then all of the offers are, and it's currently being redone. So hopefully that'll be complete. And then there's also school.genanicole.net. Um, and a lot of that we've talked about, the Bagua map, all this, I have a discovery vault that has a lot of free content that explains the Bagua map, that explains, you know, all of the things. Angels, there's some card stuff. So there, yeah, there's a ton of just freebies in there that you can check out at um, school.genanicole.net. And then I'm on Instagram at Gina underscore Nicole underscore B. And then I also have a Facebook group called The Frequency Key, and I do a lot of fun things in there, lives and shares. And tarot. Every Thursday, I'm doing tarot cards, and Monday, mm-hmm. I do an angel message. And yeah, so those are the main places. Awesome. So we'll link to all of those in the show notes. So anybody who wants to find Gina, we'll make it super easy for you. We're also going to link to some of her Elephant Journal articles, so you can read up on the ones she mentioned in here. But yeah, thank you so much, Gina, for joining us today. I hope that this podcast helps you. I hope everybody that's listening that wants to connect with you can reach out and find you and we can continue building a community of people to support each other through this healing process, this human healing process. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. And thank you. Thank you for doing this because this is this is what I needed. It is like it's what would have catapulted me forward, you know, and to trust and listen and play. So thank you for all you do, Beth. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Exploring Healing Arts podcast. I hope that our words, our stories, and the wisdom shared on today's episode inspire you and support you in feeling connected. If you loved this episode, please leave us a five-star review so we can reach more people. And as a thank you for listening, join me for a mini course on energy hygiene. You get three simple practices you can do anywhere, anytime to support you in feeling more grounded, connected to yourself, and confident in your energetic boundaries. Sign up at energyhealingelizabeth.com slash energy hygiene. Thanks for being here today, and I look forward to being with you again soon. The primary purpose of the Exploring Healing Arts podcast is to inspire and educate. As a reminder, the information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to speak with your doctor for professional medical advice or treatment. Opinions offered on this podcast are just that, opinions.